Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. I want to ask you how you feel you do with resilience. Now, when we talk about resilience, you might say, well, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> you know, we fall down, we get up, you know, when we talk about resilience, sometimes we think about, you know, hard times and being able to get back up and move forward. But what about just the little moments, even in motherhood, when something drops on the floor or we can't find a shirt or we, you know, someone we're, be, we're late because someone can't find their shoe, like different things like that. So there is moments and opportunities to use resilience on a daily, almost moment basis in motherhood. And it's so important for us to be able to practice resilience so that we can be happier. So we can be able to bounce back and not have something like one moment, pretty much send our day into a downward spiral. So we're going to talk about resilience today. Um, so we have Stephanie Lopez that's going to join us today. So Stephanie, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are and um, some, of, some of the really interesting things about, about why even you're here talking to us today. Yeah. So I am an industrial organizational psychologist and I worked for NASA for eight years as a leadership coach and um, an OD consultant, an organizational development consultant. And when I was there, I fell in love with helping leaders become more self-aware. And I found that that was really the key to them being the most effective versions of themselves and really making the most improvement within their, their um, division or their branch. Cool. So what kind of stuff would you actually do with them? I'm curious, mm -hmm. like what, what would you go in and help them or organize or, or build around to make it more successful for them? Yeah. So we find that in an organization there, 80% of the problem, the problems are related to people. Um, yes. So I would go in and I would do an assessment and that might be something like a focus group or an interview or observation or a survey, something like that to figure out what is not working well. And how can we make it uh, better? And then I would uh, pair up with the leader to figure out what next steps are and what that looks like. A lot of times was actually coaching for the leader on how they can shift their leadership style to get the results that they want. So it's all, it's bringing in um, the science of human behavior into the workplace. Essentially. I also did, um, facilitate workshops and retreats. And we didn't call them retreats at NASA. We called them offsites and, um, trainings as well. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine that you have taken that amount of training that you've had and been able to bring it over to helping moms do the same thing, because like you talking right now, I'm like, Hey, yo, can you help me? Like, look at my life, see what the heck is going on here. What's not working well. Yes. And what I can do better. Like, have you, have you been doing that with your, your new clients and your, your mom coaching business? Yes, absolutely. So most of the time when I tell people I used to be a NASA psychologist and coach, they're like, how the heck did you go from that to being a mom coach? And it, it does seem like a big jump, but it's actually not a big jump. And you already like, you know, cued into that. Um, essentially 
my approach both at NASA and now is identifying what is the root cause of why things are not working well. A lot of times people put a bandaid on the situation or they address the symptoms. So I'm just going to give you an example. If I feel anxious, what are some strategies to reduce my anxiety? We could talk about that and it will be helpful to some extent, but if you want long-term change and long-term results, the key is to address the root cause of the problem. And um, oftentimes it's something that happened in childhood that was not integrated well or not or misinterpreted because we didn't have a fully developed brain. And so when we address that and heal that, things get better in their current day life. Okay. So do you feel like you have a gift of being able to see what is going wrong or like places that are, I don't know, catching people up like on a, like a regular basis? Yes, I do. I have a great example of this that literally just happened a couple days ago. So I was doing an activity uh, in a retreat that I was hosting a mom retreat that I hosted. And we did uh, a self reflection timeline of her of their lives. And uh, one of the women was telling me about like things that happened, you know, like that impacted the way that she feels about herself, you know, just talking through it. And then she was sharing like some of her current day struggles and, you know, things that her husband is like, why are you like this? And I, within like seconds was like, this brought up feelings of being ignored and abandoned which today is showing up as you doing everything in your power, not wanting to create that for your daughter. She it literally like her whole, she's like, I am shook. Like <laughs> she was like, how did you do that so fast? Like, she's like, I, I didn't even think that impacted me at all. And now like that's driving everything I'm doing with my daughter. And so uh, to answer your question, Yes. I, I think that I'm able to see patterns pretty easily. I've been doing this now, um, just since NASA for almost 10 years. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, and it kind of makes me think too, that you were probably doing stuff like this when you were younger, like without even really knowing like, Hey, like this is exactly what I'm doing, but like being able to, to feel out like, Hey, this is why this is, this is hard for this person or even my friend, Mm -hmm. or this is why this isn't working. Um, just, just to tap into like, we have these innate gifts in us that make it so that we can, um, do amazing things and help a lot of people, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, what, tell me real quick about, um, some of the other things that you do with your clients in your mom coaching business that aligns with like what you did with NASA. I'm just really curious about Um, like it's a very interesting topic to me because I think it's really needed for another set of eyes and ears and to be able to hear, Oh, like, Oh girl, you just got to pull this out. You know, you've got a thorn in your side. Why, what are you doing with that? And Hey, you got, I love that metaphor. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, it'd be a lot better if you took that out, you know? Um, so tell me a little bit more. i just would love to hear, um, some more examples of some stuff that you do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm an emotion mindset and communication coach. The most common thing that I work with people on is actually communication. Um, we are never like, and this was true at NASA too. We never learn how to effectively communicate. Like if you think about it, we just pick up what our parents do or maybe what teachers did, but there's no like training for lack of better word on like 
how to do this. So what do most people do when a conversation feels emotional or difficult? They avoid it. They withhold information. They, they like kind of squiggly line where they're kind of like sugarcoating or using tact, or maybe they're being brutally honest. And like none of those are going to solve the problem at hand, whether it is at home, at work, or um, friends, family. So I have a model that I teach and it's actually rooted in self-awareness. Everything that I do is rooted in self-awareness because when people understand truly what they think and what they feel, then they can communicate it more effectively in a way that doesn't trigger the defenses of somebody else. So for instance, if I'm calling you a jerk, or if I'm thinking that you're a jerk, or maybe that you're selfish, or you don't know what you're talking about, that is actually not open. Even if I said those out loud, like usually people are like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be open with you. I'll tell you what you are. That is not open. What is open in that situation would be to say, you know, the story in my head is that I don't matter. And that's why I wasn't included in, um, I don't know, that get together or that meeting or whatever it might be. That's just an example, but I teach people basically to in, in, heighten their self-awareness so that they can communicate effectively and solve problems. And ultimately what I hear over and over and over again is I feel like bricks have been lifted off of my shoulders. It just, they feel lighter, calmer, at ease, confident. It's just like, it's so beautiful to witness. That's amazing. So how do you, how do you take that and also teach resilience? So yes. like diving into resilience here, like, you know, with your communication, with your self-awareness, like, tell me how that all ties into being resilient. Yes. Okay. So what is, what is resilience? Basically it is the ability to recover from setbacks to adapt well to change and to keep going in the face of adversity. So the way that I look at this is what is getting in the way of you recovering from setbacks, adapting to change and keep keeping to go in, in adversity. And it's now maybe I'm biased since this is what I do, but it's all rooted in self-awareness. For if, and, and so I'm just going to give a really simple example. Let's say somebody's not feeling resilient and they're snapping at their kids like really easily. Like it's really objectively not that big of a deal, but they're just snapping. Well, if you're going from zero to 10, just like that, there's one of two things probably going on. First, you're not going from zero to 10, just like that. You are probably operating at a seven or an eight stress level out of 10. And so it's just like the straw that broke the camel's back. So part of this is we kind of know when we're feeling stressed out and overwhelmed, right? Like people know what is getting in the way of them asking for help or taking a break or asking for what they want or allowing themselves to rest. That's where the self-awareness piece comes in. Maybe it's, if I ask for help, I am failing. That says that I'm not doing a good enough job. Um, so for instance, if it's a stay at home mom, I hear that from stay at home moms all the time. Well, like, this is my job. My husband's working out of the house. Like I need to be able to do it. This I'm not bringing in any money. So there's layers, but part of it is deepening your self-awareness so that you can overcome your fears about doing the thing 
that is going to help you be more resilient and show up as your best self. So just to make sure I understand this correctly. So meaning like if we took a time to rest, if we asked what we wanted, if we asked for help, then we'd actually get through the hard time quicker to be able to bounce back easier. But we have some fears that are pushing against us that are making it so we aren't actually doing what we need to be more resilient. Did I understand that correctly? That is part of it. Yes. Okay. So, so when I said like, it could be one of two things happening, that could be part of what's happening. Okay. Another piece where, where self-awareness comes in and tell me if I am not making sense, please. Uh, (laughs) But another piece where it can come in is related to defensiveness. And when I say defensiveness, people tend to think, tend to have one definition of it. And my definition of defensiveness is pretty broad. When I say you are being defensive or I am feeling defensive, we are not protecting ourselves from anybody else. We are protecting ourselves from our own negative feelings, Hmm. from our own negative feelings. So in a moment where, let me think of a, 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 um, I'm trying to think of an example, like on the spot that would pair well with resilient. Maybe I'll just use like something snap. Okay. So like maybe my toddler is tantruming and, um, I snap at her. It's not that she tantrumed and I snapped at her. There's something that happens in between that. And it's making up a story. We're never responding to the world around us. We are always responding to the story that we made up about it always, Mm. every single time. So if we're not aware, what story did I make up? What assumption did I make up? We think that made me feel X. Mm -mm. The story that you put on it, whether it's true or not, made you feel X. So for instance, if my daughter's tantruming, maybe I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job because I should be able to help her be calmer. Or maybe like I'm a bad mom if this is happening this much. That's the story, right? And I'm emotionally reacting to the story. Now, how does this relate to defensiveness? We have insecurities in three primary areas. One of them is around competence. So for instance, in that situation for me in particular, maybe my, I would have this insecurity come up around feeling incompetent because I don't know how to make it stop. I don't know why it's happening so often. You see where I'm going here, mm-hmm. but like people don't realize this is what's going on usually. Um, and so this is where it can be pretty eye-opening and honestly mind-blowing and then help people feel so much more resilient because once I, once we understand as humans, what is driving these reactions we can change it if we want to. And so my clients, they walk away feeling empowered. Like I have way more choice than I thought I did. I thought this is just the way that I am. So when I hear people say that, this is just the way that I am. I'm like, maybe, but probably not. Yeah. Well, it just, it kind of makes me think of like, you know, say that you're trying to figure out a schedule or you're trying to get your meal planning done or you're trying Mm -hmm. to get your finances under wraps. Right. And you continue Mm -hmm. to struggle with it, Mm -hmm. like to to get it right. And so all of a sudden you find yourself feeling really down. Mm -hmm. And so, 
I guess what you're saying is to be able to look at why am I feeling down? Is it that I can't do it? Is it that it's, you know, it might not be possible for me. It could be possible for somebody else, but not possible for me, or, you know, that it's, it's never going to work out. Right. So these are all stories that we've created for ourselves Mm -hmm. that have, that is molding our ability to say, you know what, I could actually just get it tomorrow. I can just keep working at it and it might just click tomorrow and it might, you know, things would be, things will be really great, but it's mm-hmm. those stories that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. those belief systems that, that continue to bring us down or keep us down. Yes. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. That's, and that's, you know, where the self-awareness comes in of like, what the heck am I actually thinking? So I guess the question is when you, when you're self-aware and you find that thought, like, yeah. you know, this is what I'm thinking about myself, all these, you know, these handful of things, then what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is the work. Like if you've heard or seen on Instagram, when people are like, oh yeah, I'm doing the inner work. What the hell are they talking about? Sorry if I'm not allowed to curse. And <laughs> Like, what is that? What is that? And it's healing. It's like going back to the root cause it's healing. Where did I form that belief about myself? And so there's an, there's like six primary ways that I work with clients to heal those insecurities. One of them is reinterpreting it. So when you like a lot of these insecurities develop by age seven, and so your brain is not like, up. you know, you're, it's not an, an adult brain. So we personalize everything. We we're not really seeing reality as reality. And then those beliefs run our life. We get to choose our beliefs. Right. And so people are like, well, how do I change? How do I change? How have you done anything in your life? You decided to, mm. we tend to, as humans tell ourselves, this is the way that I am. This is how I've always been. It's the yeah, way that, that you remember. It doesn't being. always have to be that way. You're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so did I answer your question? I honestly don't even remember what my question was. Now that we've <laughs> talked about, we've gone off. On, I'm like just so interested in this topic. It's leading me to the next thought of like, so with our kids, then as thoughts are being created, mm-hmm. you know, how do we help mold them in a positive manner? Like, I wish that someone when I was little was like you know, tell me your thoughts about yourself. Right. And, you know, let's work on them while you're little, because man, that would have saved me so much pain and struggle, like for years and years and years, and even up till now. Right. Um, so what can we do with our children to help them have those belief systems and be more resilient? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first I'm going to call myself out here. I am not a child psychologist. So any child psychologist listening, if I get (laughs) anything wrong, sorry about that. (laughs) But I, you know, I am a psychologist and, um, there's, I'm like trying to think like some, like one or two tips to share. Um, the very first thing that pops into my mind that I see that I, that I'm like, I really want to change in the world. And it's not necessarily related to the stories piece. Um, each emotion has a cycle. If you like picture an inverted you in your mind, as you're listening to this in childhood, our caregivers tend to cut off our emotions 
with the best of intentions. What they're trying to teach us usually is they want us to be resilient. They want us to be able to regulate our emotions. And so if there's this you, they cut it off and they're like, feel better, go in your room until you calm down, like these types of things that actually creates a lot of issues in adulthood, because when we learn to cut off our emotions, some things that can result from that are we, we disconnect with how we feel, what we want. We, we also can create more anxiety for ourselves because anxiety comes up like low level anxiety. I'm not talking about like a diagnosed generalized anxiety disorder, but low level anxiety comes up when we don't allow ourselves to go through the full emotional cycle. Emotions also remain in the body. Okay. And they can, you know, we, we, we know there's a mind body connection. Everybody's on a different page with the extent to which they're bought into it, but something that everyone I think is on board with is like, I feel an emotion and I can cry. That's a mind body connection. Okay. Maybe I get a headache. Maybe I get a stomach ache. So like when you hold it in, it has to come, it's, it's going to come out somewhere else. Okay. So when the adults cut off the emotions, what most people, children learn is they start cutting it off earlier. And then we have anxiety issues in adulthood. Then we have anger management issues. Why? Because think of a pot of boiling water with a lid on it. And you're like holding all the emotions, the boiling water in, 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 you can only hold it in so long. And then what happens? Explode. So like these anger management issues, I personally used to struggle. I thought I needed anger management and lo and behold, address the root cause. I'm not an angry person anymore. Mm. Anyway, so that, that, that is like something that I could talk about for a long time, but the big one that I really want parents to work on is let your children feel, let them feel whatever they want to feel. Don't try to stop it. Let them get through the cycle. And you may have noticed that when you do, they bounce back, right? It's kind of like one minute later, like nothing happened because they got through the whole thing. And that's the important part. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. That's definitely something to think about because we do want to raise resilient children as well um, as we're also working on resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to be talking in mom training next week, which yes. we're really excited about, about the three eye-opening strategies to increase resilience and balance when things aren't working well. Um, I am so excited to learn those strategies because I think it's something that us as moms need on a regular basis. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I mean, things don't usually go is planned all the time. Someone pees it's on the, the floor from which we deviate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Like we can have structure and I love structure. I'm totally a structure person, but I mean, there are so many things that happen on like a regular basis that, you know, take you away from what you're focusing on that like, it really is, you have to be resilient no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so why do you feel like it's so important for moms to be paying attention to their ability to be resilient? Ooh, ah, hmm. Why is it so important to the, for them to pay attention? Um, gosh, I feel like in some ways I've answered that. I guess like what? Yeah. When they're not resilient, 
right? There yeah. are a lot of problems that come with that. Like yeah. that, I feel like a lot of guilt can be um, oh, yeah. increased yes. that way of like, oh, like I'm, I'm feeling so crappy. I'm not able to fully give the love that I want to my kids or be the mom that I want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And really what it comes down to is just figuring out like why they, or what they need, I guess, to become more resilient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let me ask you one more question then. Um, so you're going to be talking in mom training this next week about the three eye-opening strategies to increase our resilience and balance when things aren't working well, what advice would you give to the mom that right now feels like there's always constantly something that's tripping her up Mm -hmm. or that's keeping her from, from finding that balance. Um, what, what would you say to that mom that is, is struggling right now and that really wants to be resilient, really wants to increase her resilience, but is just feeling really beat down right now. So what would you, what advice would you give her? Yeah. Uh, emotions are neutral messengers backed with data. So if you have ever felt like, gosh, darn it, my emotions are such a nuisance. And I just wish sometimes that I didn't feel certain things shift your mindset to what data is this providing me right now? For instance, if you're feeling burned out, perhaps it's an opportunity for you to ask for help, or if you're feeling overwhelmed opportunity to ask for help. Um, if you're feeling resentful, that might be data that a boundary was crossed and there's something to communicate about what you want or what you don't want. So like each emotion is there just to give you data. So every single time you don't listen to the data, you unintentionally choose to make your life harder. Hmm. Very interesting. Yes. Well, I think that comes down back with your self-awareness thing of, of mm-hmm. being able to realize what your feelings mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they do have helpful information. Yes. Helpful and useful, man. That makes me want to like dive into like, why am I feeling certain ways? Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, do let's it. really think about this. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, there are so many ways that us as moms have pressure on -hmm. ourselves from Mm -hmm. all of our responsibilities. And the last thing we really want is for us to be putting more pressure on ourselves. Right. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. so being able to figure out what we're actually thinking, what we're actually feeling Mm -hmm. can help us get back up a lot faster. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like it's, it's really important for us moms to, um, understand that it's okay that we're human. It's okay Mm -hmm. that we feel things. Mm -hmm. Um, it's okay that we're not perfect and that, you know, as we do kind of dive into, um, who we are as a person, like actually making time for ourselves to think things through that, um, you know, we will make our lives easier by, getting that hope back again, getting that, okay, I can, I can do this. I'm going to stand back up. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's great. Yes, absolutely. Cool. So what, uh, one piece of advice would you give to moms in your community? So, you know, we talked about emotions here, but Mm -hmm. what, what advice would you give to a mom that's just starting out on her journey of learning about herself and the way that she thinks. 
Mm, yeah, that's good. The most common one is that I, that I give is around emotions, you know, being data, because I think that I don't think I've ever met anyone who looked at it like that before. So yeah, I that's, haven't heard that. Yeah, that tends to be very helpful for people. I'm trying to think um, what else. Yeah, where maybe the question to keep in mind is where are you not honoring yourself? So for instance, um, every day you have intuition about things and you have desires and where are you telling yourself? I just can't have that. It's not possible because if you focus on it not being possible, then it your brain won't figure out how to make it happen. Like, you, you know, you'll just stop putting effort into that. And so looking at it is, is there a way that I can have what I want to create, you know, the, the life that I want? Um, and there probably is. Yeah, no, I love that. Mm-hmm. So ladies, as we've listened today, I'd like to invite you to really dive in to what you're thinking, what you're feeling and honoring yourself in those things so that you can be more resilient. So you can find that peace in yourself when you're struggling or when there's been hard time after hard time and just realize that it's possible for us to create the life that we want Mm -hmm. to be able to stand back up and to be able to keep trying to put things in place so that we can support ourselves, that we can love our family and do the things that, that bring us the most joy. So Stephanie, thank you so much today for joining us and for sharing your tips. They were, they were great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And ladies, we're so excited because uh, Stephanie's going to be teaching next week in mom training, and we're going to really dive into some real um, good strategies about how to pretty much be able to figure out what's going, going on in our life right now, how to find more balance and how to be more resilient during the challenges in, in creating our life. So Thank you, Stephanie, again, for joining us today. Thank you. I can't wait for next week. I know me too. So, and uh, ladies, we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast.